What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football, Bleacher Report's NFL Draft Podcast. I'm Matt Miller, lead draft writer at Bleacher Report, and popping tops with me tonight, my boy Mello, bartender Dan, and a whole crowd. We have a full house tonight. This We're is have Joplin's like 10 biggest show. The, the whole crowd's not here yet, so I know this door behind me is going to creak open in about 45 seconds, and Mitch is going to be like, hey, what's up? And, and it's going to bleed into the podcast, so that might happen. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, we left the door for him. We so. did. It we'll is going to be, go through it. be a packed house tonight. We're going to have to start selling tickets uh, for people that want to come h- hang out in the Joplin office. But good news, if you do want to hang out with Mello and myself, you can do that in Indianapolis, March 3rd at 6.30 at 2 Deep Brewing Co. They are being amazing. They're going to host us. We're going to do a live-to-tape podcast recording, <laughs> and then we're going to just hang out with everybody. Everyone who shows up gets two free beers. That's pretty sweet. House. I mean... Even for me, that's great. Like, I'm going to enjoy those two free beers. I also, fun fact, just between us friends, you can ask for wine or whiskey because they have that. It's a brewery that serves wine and whiskey, which is pretty rare. Uh, I might have to go with that whiskey, to, though. A little whiskey and Coke instead. Not a beer drinker. You are Like not. Whiskey Dan. Yeah, there you go. Just straight whiskey like Whiskey Dan. We do have a fun show for you tonight. Like we did last week. Last week, we debuted a new segment called Name That Prospect. This week, we're going to debut a new segment called Boom Roasted, where you and Dan just make fun of me for every prospect I've missed on. I'm looking forward to this one because I I dug deep. I didn't go with the obvious you didn't Trent go Richardson. Like, no, I I went deep <laughs> into it this week. You went too deep. Too brewing. deep into <laughs> it. I think I got a good one. I'm proud of it. Me and Dan have been talking. I think he's got a good one, too. So it should be a good segment. Let us know if you like it or not so the we good, can keep doing good it. good news is, I think, that I can actually take the shit from you guys to sit here and listen to you mock my draft takes. Well, do you have to do it on Twitter like all day long? All so that's all people all talk to you long. about. They're either <laughs> telling you how great you are and how you never miss anything or that you suck and you miss on everything. Yeah, it's, it's which is kind of how my relationships accurate. go as well. You know, like, oh, you're the best thing ever or oh, I hate you. Get away from me. So we're going to do that in the second half of the show. We're also going to do our top five teams that we'd want to sign with. Free agency is finally happening in baseball. And will be happening very soon in the NFL. We'll do a little just a tip, just see just how it feels. And but first, we're gonna go around the league and we're gonna fix the R word football team. Did we ever decide <laughs> are we saying it? Um, I don't care if whatever. I try not. You to. try not to. I usually, if I'm writing like scouting reports with you, I know you don't like to say it, so I say Washington. We're gonna fix the Washington, not Huskies. Washington, D.C. The NFL team. Trump's home team. We're going to fix them. That makes sense. And we're going to do a mock draft. We're going to do a seven-round mock draft for Washington. Uh, and I already mapped it out today. I was ready. I have, Good, because if I'm you can go seven go. deep, that's awesome. I got, like, the I, first two. I can. Let's go around the league. Jarvis Landry, tagged already. Boom, franchise tag. You know what that means to me? He's getting traded. Yeah. Um, I understand the franchise tag there because he was very productive. But this dude caught 112 balls last year, and he didn't even get 1,000 yards. Slot receiver. Yeah, so I don't know if they're going to want to pay him that money. Do you know off the top of your head what's he get? It'll be 16-2. I guess that's projected. not too bad. But The problem is they have money tied up in Kenny Stills. They drafted Devontae Parker in the first round. Yep. So they kind of have this cluster of wide receivers, and they're trying to figure out which ones are good. Yeah, at least shop him. See what you can get back for him. Might as well. I mean, why not? If he hadn't been tagged, dream landing spot for him as the New England Patriots. Oh, just playing the slot, the slot all day with Cooks outside. Yeah, Malcolm Mitchell outside. Well, the dream landing spot for I think any receiver is New England. New England. This is true. Another receiver who could hit the market, Sammy Watkins. They haven't decided if the Rams are going to tag him yet or not. I don't think they should. I think they should either tag Tremaine Johnson or uh, I just went completely blank. That helps yep. when I go when I go brain dead. Tremaine Johnson. Uh, would definitely be someone they could tag. But I don't think Sammy Watkins is a guy that you tag. I don't either. He hasn't been that productive. He was their he was number a four receiver. Very high Marcus pick. Joyner. I, could, oh, I was yeah, thinking yeah. Florida State was flashing in my head, and I couldn't figure yeah, it out. Yeah, I'd rather have one of those guys over Watkins, who hasn't really done anything. And Plus, you have Cooper Cup. Like, that dude, dude, that's my guy. And he's going to take off. He had a very solid rookie season. I'm excited to see what he can do in his sophomore season because I think he can really establish himself as like the number one receiver on that team, when they at least got, with what they have. Yes. When they got Robert Woods last year and then traded for Sammy Watkins, they took two guys from Buffalo. And it was like, oh, well, they got a number one receiver and a good complimentary guy. And yeah, they did because Robert Woods became their number one <laughs> yeah. receiver. And, and Cooper no Cup was a great coming. complimentary guy. And, and they do have Josh Reynolds coming up. They have Pharaoh Cooper. I think Tavon Austin is 
not any good. And did he they, even play this year? They, he didn't He's play terrible. much, and they overpaid him for sure. So they do have some good young receivers coming up. I think we both agree. We like Sammy Watkins. Hey, if the Niners signed Sammy Watkins to a one-year Alshon Jeffrey type yeah, deal. Yeah, if you sign him to like an Alshon deal, then that's great. See what Go he can it. do. But he hasn't done anything yet, Trail so why pay a guy the same way? Yeah, yeah, and he's not going to get paid this year. I, so, man, he might. You think? I wouldn't, but oh, it could okay. happen. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay him. Yeah. I, but I also wouldn't pay Watkins. So we'll see what happens. Tyrod Taylor cut won't be cut. Might be I cut. didn't even see that. They could. They're saying now that Ian Rappaport said today they might keep him because it's only like six million dollars to keep him. I don't. Why would you cut him? Like he's a solid starter. He. Even he got if you, you to the playoffs, up, he beat the Chiefs. I would keep him at least through the draft. And I know that's a dick move for him because then if you do cut him, he's yeah, going right. somewhere where he can't be a starter. But why not keep him? Because what if you decide you're going to trade up? You have 21 and 22, two picks in the second. What if you say, hey, you know what? We're going to go try to get Josh Rosen. We're going to move up to five or six, whichever team doesn't, doesn't need a quarterback there. Yeah, or say teams won't play with you. They won't trade. You have Tyrod Taylor. Draft one of these guys. Baker Mayfield could fall. Like I know everybody loves yeah. him in the top 15. He could fall or trade up just a little bit, just a tip. Yeah, just a tip. And still have a guy like Tyrod there for a year. I said five or six. There's no way the Dolphins and Jets would trade within the division. So never mind on that one. But at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. At four or three. There are, there are opportunities to trade up. You're just going to have to. It's gonna be I like Tyrod. Like I. Yeah. He's isn't, a good solid guy. He's not going to do anything special for you. Like that Lamar Jackson and Tyrod Taylor could actually be a really good comp. Mm-hmm. I asked you that right when you took a drink. Yeah, I love when I do that. I time it perfectly. Where you're usually like, I wait for you to like go on one of your rants. I'm like, all right, let's take four you just drinks. You never know when I'm going to go off. And then no, one sentence. But I think it is a good comp, and they would pair well together even. So another situation, say Jackson falls there. Play Tyrod for a year, just like the Chiefs did this year. Yeah. And then you can move on with Lamar Jackson next year. Do you want As talk, long as he plays quarterback. Do you want to talk about Lamar Jackson? Connor and I talked about Lamar Jackson a lot on the Wednesday show. And... <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I've had four beers because I had a really bad day. And I don't know if I want to talk about Lamar Jackson being a receiver anymore. Then don't talk about it. I I think it's just bullshit. I don't think he's a receiver. He's going to get drafted at quarterback. I mean, if the guy has a chance at playing quarterback, you try him at quarterback. He's not Eric Crouch. Someone today said that the best comp for him was Cordell Stewart. That's fair. I was I mean, like, oh, well. But same with Cordell. If you think he can be something in the league at quarterback, try him at quarterback. Yeah, because that's obviously a hell of a lot more valuable than a wide receiver. Yeah. Now, I think he would be one hell of a receiver, but... And, like, that's okay to say. Like, this guy's so athletic. Maybe he, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to be Antonio Brown, but maybe right. he could be really good. And that transition is so hard. Like, people rarely do it. I know that we're you still can, waiting for Braxton Miller to do it. Right. You can mention these other guys that were like diamond in the rough type, like everybody that the Patriots have. Yeah, I would say Edelman is probably the best example. All right, but even they were like really shitty college quarterbacks. Yeah, they were undersized. Really they had no other option. Yeah. Eric so, Crouch. Wow. That's a blast from the past. Yeah, he should have switched positions. He should have played safety. Like, oh, I'm gonna play quarterback. Definitely I like James Tebow. Uh, okay. Speaking of switching, the Colts are moving to a four three defense, and that affects us a lot. Because it just, you have to change your thinking about when, like when I'm doing a mock draft or when we're talking about fixing teams or who they're going to be looking at the combine, you change your perspective of what they are looking for. They're no no longer looking for 300-pound defensive ends. They're looking for Bradley Chubb, basically. They have the third pick in the draft. Yeah, he fits that 4-3 better than he does the 3-4. I agree. I I don't think he stands up as well as he plays with his hand. Right, so that just like solidifies the fact that they're now taking if it goes Darnold slash Allen at one, Barkley at two, it should be Chubb at three. Mika yeah, or even like one of the other quarterbacks, if that's the route that the Giants go. I don't but, think it is. Well, they're sure as hell not taking Chubb. No, 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 no. So no. he'll be there. Yeah. No, the Giants take Barkley or a quarterback, but I don't think they take a quarterback. As of today. As of today, yeah. I'm not willing to make a tattoo bet that they take a quarterback <laughs> at two. Although I thought of a tattoo today, I thought about getting the old uh, the hometown population sign somewhere, just to always remind myself of like the shit we came from, you know. No, like, get it on your ass. Then. Population six fifty two or whatever <laughs> it was when we were growing up. I'm telling you, man, I'm going full tramp stamp. I know that wasn't part of our deal, but that's what I'm going to do. I've started to feel bad about the Josh Allen tattoo bet, and I was going to tell you you could do ass cheek it if you wanted that you don't need to go full tramp stamp. So I chose tramp stamp, and I'll stand by it. 
I'm a man of my word. I can't wait until you're like playing the floor with your kids and one of your daughters. Like, Daddy, what is on your yeah. back? That's kind of not your back. Let's talk about poor life decisions. That's what we're going to talk about next. Well, that's a perfect segue to the Panthers naming Marty Herney general manager again. What are they doing? Like, what? That you've been down this road. Yeah, we've I mean, seen this show before. Right. You get Why rid of do a guy this shit again? And then bring in the there are guy so he replaced. many good general manager candidates in the NFL. Like, right. call so, Daniel Jeremiah. See, call him. I don't even think you have to go that far. Like, or, well, the other ESPN guy. Lewis Riddick. Yes, Lewis Riddick. Like, he would be a good one even. But there are people on teams, like assistant GMs, that you could go yeah. after. You don't have to dip into something that you've already done before. I, that's that one thing bad. I hate about the NFL is it's like, let's break up with the girl and then just keep going back to her. Right. No, and before, it seemed on. like if you were a GM and you sucked— <laughs> You didn't yeah. get another GM job. It did you this year went completely off of you that? You were absolutely right. It used to be coaches got recycled, recycled. Now it's ah, Dave Gettleman, you got fired. You did draft two good alignment on day three, so we think you know what you're doing. We'll bring you to the Giants. Where yeah, it's just weird how that all changed over the course of one season. It is like a country club where once you have a membership, and I've I've said that to like family and friends before. When when people ask me why I don't go work for a team, it's well, there's just not much security in that job. You know, you could be you could be Ray Farmered and fired after a year as a general manager. But more often than not, you just keep getting recycled into that system. The problem is you have to be able to move around a whole lot. And right. That's yeah, not something I'm interested in right now. But it is fascinating that and I know he got cleared of any allegations. How bad of a look is it that a team that has to be sold because the owner was having gene days and lining girls up to look at their ass? Your your general manager was That's just wrong. investigated for uh, for assault. Like it's not a great look. Even though I, I know like shit happens, and he he was cleared of any wrongdoing. I felt like that did not get enough coverage in the NFL over the last week, where you kind of had to like suspend your interim GM and then take the the interim tag off. It got so far under the rug, I didn't even see it. Like, this is all news to me. Right? I'm like, explain <laughs> so, things yeah, to you that like, you've I'm never like, heard of fuck? before. It's like the Missouri governor being di- indicted tonight. Or you guys are like, wait, what happened? I don't think we want to go into politics this week. Not this week. <laughs> Maybe next week when I'm out of state. Okay, one more NFL note, and then let's fix this Washington team. Let's fix Washington on the podcast tonight. Uh, last note. Bovada betting at, uh, odds came out, and our buddy bartender Dan is a huge better, and he can signal thumb up or thumb down if he doesn't choke to death. <laughs> the New York Jets are now the favorites to land Kirk Cousins. It was the Browns. Ooh, and teams really? like, like Minnesota's off the board now. They're not even up there anymore. But the Jets are the favorites, and it sounds like they are just going to guaranteed money out the ass to make I think this happen. It, we talked about that last week. If that's what they do, then they've got to be the favorites. Like if they're just going to yes. throw like 30 million guaranteed at him the first year or two, why wouldn't you sign right. that deal? And that's what I said last week. And people thought I was joking. I was why not just fully guarantee it? Yeah. And he's done it before with a franchise tag. Yeah. Like he's played under that deal. So why wouldn't he want like two years guaranteed? So from cousins, new team to cousins, old team, I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting a lot better at the segues of, and I don't. Even, people should see my rundown sometime of how not scripted this stuff is. That it's just like, oh, I want to talk about this. I'm like oh, a kid yeah, in a candy it's, store. It's very big. Yeah, like I know. <laughs> I what wish I'm they could have seen about. the move you just, <laughs> just did. <laughs> you can't pick that up on the mic. How quick you can I am? do that on Instagram <laughs> Live. <laughs> Screw okay. all those shirts off comments. Yeah, Let's see that dance. Watch Matt dance like a 34 year old white guy. Okay, they pick number 13 overall. They have about 50 million to spend in cap space. Seven picks, uh, none in the third round because the trade for Alex Smith. Woo, woo, a lot of Chiefs fans in the, none, in the room Oh, yeah, tonight. that's right. I forgot about that, too. So I listed their needs, not in order. Uh, quarterback two, quarterback of the future because Alex is 34. Running back, wide receiver, interior offensive line, D-line, corner, and safety. So a lot that's of a needs. Lot. A lot of needs that they have to fill. Let's start at QB2. Alex Smith is the starter, you would think, for about two years, maybe three. They need someone that they can develop to be the quarterback of the future. Right. I but, put this as a mid-round. Yeah, because they pick. don't have the second-round pick. Like you said, they're, they're obviously not going to. They don't have a third. Third-round pick. So they're not going to go there. So you're looking at other day three guys. Which really does suck because you hit that area where we expect Mason Rudolph and Lamar Jackson to go round two. You're not drafting that at Some of us do. Right? So you do go all the way from 44 to 109 and then 140. 
So you've got like a jump where there's going to be a hell of a lot of quarterbacks drafted between 45 and 108. Yeah, especially in that third round. Like a lot of guys are going to come like off the, the board Like the two you put in your notes. Exactly, <laughs> because I forgot about the damn Chiefs trade. Kyle Aletta. I thought up. Kyle Aletta would be perfect there, although his name is getting tied to every team. Like everyone loves Kyle Aletta because he's athletic. He's I've got kind of a strong so arm. many Jimmy Garoppolo comparisons. See, I would say like Alex Smith. Yeah, I, he's a good athlete. He's well-built. Before the Senior Bowl, yes, he would have been a fit. Would have been a fit, not benefit. Luke Falk, same deal. Like I think Luke Falk's great for a West Coast offense, and that's what they're running up there. So that that one makes a whole lot of sense as well. Um, running back, they still don't have the guy. They tried no, it with they took like Matt Ryan. Jones. They thought it was going to be great. P. Ryan's the same dude. I, I think they actually need someone with some speed, some shift back there. So we'll get into that when we do the seven-round mock draft. Interior O-line, I mean, Brandon Scherf is a stud. I think they could upgrade at the other guard spot. Um, and the same goes for corner. You know, they, they've had pretty good corner play. Josh Norman uh, is a good outside corner. They traded Kendall Fuller to the Chiefs to get Alex Smith, um, but, like, Brashad Breland is a free agent, so they, they have a huge need. Fabian Moreau is the dude to watch there. They drafted him in the third round last year. There was some talk for a little bit around the Senior Bowl last year of him being maybe a late first, early second. So getting him in the third, a guy who was hurt his final year at UCLA, He's definitely someone to watch, and they maybe they really like him, which is why they moved Kendall Fuller. Right, and they're in a good spot. If they value corner the most, they're in a good spot to get a guy like Josh Jackson. I almost they're, went there. Like, the really, mark. they're in a good spot at 13 to just kind of see, like, okay, who's falling to us? We can fill needs here because I don't think Quentin Nelson will fall to 13, although I did say earlier I didn't think he'd be, like, a top-10 pick, but it's and looking that way. Yeah. Uh, Derwin James at safety if they would need to. Would make a lot of sense. Calvin here, Ridley, Deron Payne. All of those are big needs, and they'll probably be there at 13. They will be here, and a lot of Alabama guys. So here's my thing with Washington. I don't think they know what they're doing. No, they're just like— like Last year, they used Scott McLuhan's board that he set in like February, and then they <laughs> right, fired him. Yeah, yeah, and then they're just like, nope, you're good. It's Doug Williams and Bruce Allen setting this draft board. I don't trust it at all. No, so there's really so no like telling where they're going. My draft for them will be too smart. <laughs> like it will be better. And I'm not, I'm not cocky about this stuff. I'm— I know that I'm not qualified to be a GM. I guarantee this mock draft we're doing February 22nd is better than what they'll do in the draft. This is the front office I have the least faith in in the entire NFL. Because what have they done? I mean, Bruce Allen's been there forever. Doug Williams has been there forever. And they've sucked. They were they were good for just that little bit when McLuhan was there and was drafting players for him. Was that RG3 when he was still good? Uh, that was like, like his first two years. Like okay. that was when the Shanahan's were there, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And credit to them, they drafted Kirk Cousins, right? Which was even still kind of like a dumb move because you took two quarterbacks in the top three picks, and they were like your yeah top two of the yeah just yeah. what you said yeah their first round the pick and their third round pick yeah. yeah. So I don't trust the front office. Here's what I would do. So Dan Snyder, if you're listening to this, buddy, here's how we could fix this shit. Okay. I'm sure he is. Oh, yeah. He has nothing better to do. First round pick 13, Roquan Smith, Georgia, linebacker. They need speed at the middle linebacker position. Zach Brown's a free agent. And, and Sua Cravens, God knows what's going to happen there. He petitioned is, to play again. I don't I'm, And I don't is he know. a linebacker? Didn't he throw a fit because they moved yeah, him to linebacker and he wants, and to, he wants to play safety? Yeah. So I wouldn't count on him for anything. Right. So Roquan Smith at 13. At 44, I come around. That's where I fix this D-line. I do love Jonathan Allen if he can stay healthy. Harrison Phillips from Stanford, he can play nose tackle. He can play defensive end. High character guy. Super, super high floor. It might not get a whole lot better in the NFL, but what you see is really good. Yeah, he's like one of those Patriot guys that they take at like the end of the first round, and you're like, oh, I don't know about this guy. And then he goes on to like seven Pro Bowls. I like Harrison Phillips a lot too. Uh, We'll see how productive he can be. He had some big maulers around him at Stanford, like, Solomon Thomas last year. Yep. But I do like him. He's a smart kid, athlete. There you go. 109. Pick 109 around four. Deshaun Elliott, safety, Texas. A uh, ton of production this year. I don't think he's as athletic as a lot of people want to believe he is. He's probably like a 4'6 guy. Uh, he's the one Dan makes fun of me because I said he was flat hipped. I'm at stiff, and he takes flat <laughs> angles to the ball. You get the gist of it. That's yeah. why he's there in the fourth and round. And he could be really good value in the fourth round. He really like could he be. He had like six or seven interceptions this year. He's a ball hawk, but yeah. I don't know if you're going to get that production because you didn't his freshman or sophomore year. Right, and D'Angelo Hall is a, a 
free agent and as also old as shit. So probably not bringing him back. Round five, this is where I went quarterback. Mike White, uh, Western Kentucky. They need someone to develop, and I, it could have been Kyle Oletta, but I, the senior bowl happened. It could be Kurt Benkert, but I think Mike White better fits what they want to do there with somebody who can move a little bit. I like that pick, and I like Mike White. I wish he would have had a better senior bowl week uh, because his film does look pretty good. Of course, you know he does play for Western Kentucky, but I like that Mike White pick. It's a beautiful campus, by the way. Never been to it. It's nice. We should go sometime. Round six, this is where I went corner depth. Darius Phillips, another kind of smaller school guy, uh, but I really like his film. I think he has the size to match up out there. Um, And and maybe if they like Fabian Moreau uh, on the outside, he could be your guy that comes in and plays uh, on the inside a little bit. They're going to have to do something for depth there because they did trade Kendall Fuller. But Western Michigan here, he's he's listed at 5'10", buck 90. So he's probably a slot guy moving forward. Round seven, 205. This is where I got my speed start running back, Justin Crawford from West Virginia. I like him more than I think anyone in the world who's not his immediate family. He's shifty. He's fast. Uh, he doesn't run through contact, but he can uh, evade it with his hips. I, I, I really believe this kid has a chance as like a late rounder to be a good NFL player. And they do love taking running backs late, like they, we uh, talked about. Yes, they do. Okay. Pick 215. This is the last one. I'm going to get some depth depth at receiver here because Charles Pryor is a free agent. I'm at Byron Pringle, a kid who came out early from Kansas State. But you got Ryan Grant, Brian Quick, and Charles Pryor are all free agents. Josh Doxson has not come on like they expected him to. Jamison Crowder is probably their best receiver right now. So they've, they've got to just start throwing picks at this wide receiver core. They've really got to start throwing picks at the offense, like everywhere. They need help with depth because, like you've said, they missed so many times trying to reach for these other guys, and it's just not panning out. So now now they have needs all over the board, so they're going to have to do something. Yeah, and the the weird thing is, like, they're the linemen that are coming back, they're really good. Trent Williams, Brandon Sheriff, and Morgan Moses are very good. They just they have a lot of holes to fill, and with seven picks, we couldn't even get close to all of them. So free agency will be important for them with their 50 mil to spend. 50 mil. And that's before the Alex Smith trade. I, I don't. I looked online to get an update on what that's going to do. He's got a lot guaranteed those first two years, I and believe. I believe you're right. I think they front-loaded the shit out of that deal. So I, I believe it. I'm, I feel sorry for Washington fans because I think they, they became fans into just a really, really bad situation with a bad owner, a bad general manager, bad personnel staff. Hopefully they get stuff figured out. It's got to suck to look at a team like the Eagles and how quickly they turned it around through the draft, through trades, through free agency. Yeah. And you're sitting down there in D.C. Like, Same with the Cowboys. Like You have to face yeah. the Eagles who just won a Super Bowl and then a guy like Dak and Zeke Elliott. Like that's, It's and a it, shitty time to be a Redskins fan. Yeah, it is. Not that the, there hasn't been a great time since, you know, the, the 80s, the 80s. Or that one moment in the early 90s. So that's how we would fix Washington. Uh, they got a very, very pivotal offseason ahead of them and, and a lot of a lot of moves with the front office. We don't have a lot of faith in. All right. I can't believe I agreed to this, but Mello said last week we we brainstormed before we watched The Bachelor, which we do come at us. If you don't like it, don't give a shit. I love the show. One, Ari's an idiot. Two. Tia, if you're listening, I'm single, and you live very close by. A state away. Close enough, yeah. Three, we're introducing a new segment this week that's not Bachelor-related, unfortunately, because I would actually get to enjoy that. This week, Mello and Dan are basically just going to call me out on things I've been wrong about. It was very easy to find these. Is it football-related or life-related? Can you be like, your first ex-wife, boom, roasted. I I think we're going to start (laughs) football-related, but... okay. They might bleed You just over. gave me an idea. In 20 years, when we run out of guys, then we'll do life. <laughs> when, Like I said, I'm I'm transparent. I'm fine owning my misses. I think it's also it's good to just talk about why you missed on a player and be honest with people and just own it. Um, it yeah. When you when you make 500 predictions a year about players, you're going to be wrong a lot. So I'm I'm fine with it. I don't I don't get defensive. Uh, you guys know I joke about it. You know the Trent Richardson miss. Which apparently I'm the only guy who missed. Yeah, who will you admit are. to missing. You're the only guy that takes shit for it on Twitter. I don't know. It's like become your shtick or whatever. And I give you shit for it all the time, especially on the show. Uh, but we dug a little deeper, like I said at the beginning of the show. I went and I'll tell you my process for this. I went to your rankings. I clicked on a random year, and I looked for the first shitty player that I found <laughs> that I had ranked highly. Yes. Okay. Well, that'll be good because then we can talk about why. He ended up being shitty or whatever. So let's do this the same style we did for Name That Prospect. 
so people can kind of play along at home and see if they can figure out who you guys are talking about. So we'll go the conference they played in. Can you do draft year as well? If I look it up real quick, <laughs> we'll have to Google. We didn't. Okay. Do I that know much. who you're talking about. I can give you the year. You so, know who I'm it was 2014. About? I think so. No, a note about the players. So like something dumb I said. You know, like I said, Trent Richardson was the best running back since Ladanian Tomlinson. So that's the template. That's weird. Didn't you say that about a running back this year? I said he was better than I believe. Hmm. Uh, and then their position. And then if I did make a comparison, and then you'll say who I missed on. So let's just have fun with it. I, I'm feeling good. I'm going to own this shit. And it's going to be interesting to see what you guys have for me. Dano, you want to go first? Sure. Let me make sure my beer is full. Okay, we're good. You good? I'm good. <laughs> All right, my guy. Big 12, 2014 class. And what you said about him was he was a freak. And you would have drafted him over any cornerback not named Patrick Peterson in the last three years. I know who it is. Who is it? It's Justin Gilbert. It sure is. Uh, so uh, here's, <laughs> I loved Justin Gilbert. And to be fair, where was he drafted? He was drafted number like, eight overall yeah. by the Browns. So the NFL agreed hey, with wait. me. By the Browns. So if the Browns that agree the, with you, that doesn't mean that you're smart. Right. That means you're a dumbass. Right. The Browns agreed with you on Trent Richardson, too. So yeah. Way to fucking go, wise guy. Are the Browns just, like, following you? They're not and, anymore. They're, if you keep doing what the Browns are going to do, you're going to be out of a job, and I'm going to be homeless. <laughs> they, they probably just hire you and Connor to take my place. Great. So. The fucking Browns are taking Josh Allen, and I'm getting a tattoo. Way to go, Matt. <laughs> yeah. I did. I love Justin Gilbert. Here's the problem. He was a freak. He he was six foot tall, 200 pounds, and he ran a 4-3-7 and did 20 reps on the bench. So he actually was a freak. Here's what, back in 2014, I didn't have the resources that I or the connections I do now. Weirdly enough, you need to love football to play in the NFL. This guy did not care about football at all. It was like the Paxton Lynch thing of like, ah, I was just drafted eighth overall. I'm rich and I'm done. And he was. In his defense, I probably would have done the same thing. I'm like, oh, drafted really high. Yeah. Boom, done. Oh, I thought segment. you meant the same thing as me. No, as Justin Gilbert. Oh, okay. Drafted by the Browns. Did oh, you yeah. guys did you have Quit. a feeling? Do you guys remember if you liked him or not? I did actually. Coming out of the Big Twelve, he shut down receivers all over the place. I really liked him too. I don't have any rankings. I hated him. I thought he was going to be terrible. So here's what I do remember. <laughs> you were about right. Him. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I looked up my notes because I, I'm, as you guys know, a nerd and I keep notes. He picked off that year Andrew Luck, Robert Griffin, and Ryan Tannehill. Three first round quarterbacks in three, college. Three overrated quarterbacks in college. Yeah, <laughs> two, <laughs> two overrated quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill's not overrated. Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> because he was hurt. All right, Mello. All right, my guy. Uh, like I said, dug real deep. Did a lot of research here. 2014 draft. Also, this was your number six rated quarterback overall coming out of the SEC. Oh damn it! I want to know that he is the number six rated quarterback. Do you know who you had at seven? Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. You said this motherfucker was going to be better <laughs> than Jimmy Garoppolo, who you just absolutely love now. Now. Yes. So, yeah, eating a little crow here. Obviously, he's a quarterback. Not only was he rated better than Jimmy Garoppolo. One one spot better. And A.J. McCarron. You also said he could be the next Russell Wilson. Say that, that C word louder. Could. I hedged hard with the could. There are uh, a lot of. There's a lot of the Chiefs. article didn't hedge hard on the could. <laughs> There's a lot of Chiefs fans in the room. Are you sure you want to say this name? Because I may get things thrown at me. Yeah, you and the Chiefs both liked Aaron Murray better uh, than Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, yeah. Explain uh, yourself. Small quarterbacks, uh, not great. I, I do think like that's a, a situation where you can get tricked looking at numbers and a guy who's highly accurate and you say, oh, well, Forget that he's six feet tall, 207 pounds. He's very accurate, has touch, and you forget that he's playing with a ton of really great players. Are we still him. talking about him, or did we move on to Baker Mayfield? <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> if you guys want to go that route, I'm going to let you. It's just crazy. I'll put it out there. I think Baker's overrated. Oh, that might be Dan's yeah. boom roasted Hot in the take future. of the night. But um, Or my... Second Andrew Luck. <laughs> I don't have Let's Dan's talk about this. Article. We mentioned it last week. You wrote one article all time on Bleach Report, and it was that Andrew Luck was overrated. Right. You maintain that he's still overrated? Yeah. You maintain that he's the greatest thing since I, sliced prospect, bread? Prospect, yes. He's not? 
<laughs> oh, yeah, he is. I said I compared him more to Eli Manning than Peyton. He's not even as good as Eli Manning. Because he's hurt right now. You're telling me you the would take Eli Manning over Andrew Luck. How many Luck? Super Bowls did he have before he got hurt? Oh, my God. That's a team effort. <laughs> Eli's two oh. Super Bowls are but his defense and some lucky fucking catches. And because Bill Belichick has like a soft spot for the Giants. Nah, you know, All right. whatever. <laughs> Rip, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> Do we just boom roasted? Yeah, you're supposed to say boom roasted. <laughs> boom roasted. <laughs> boom roasted. Yeah. The segment's got being you worked good, on, fucker. as you see. <laughs> yeah. it, is, it will be fun to bring up the guys I missed on. I'm surprised you all went 2014 draft because there are some I, worse ones. I, for sure. I had someone throughout the week, and then I just switched it. Save it. Save it. Yeah, I will. Let's move on to top five. And this week, we're going to do our top five teams we would sign with as a free agent. And because we have a lot of mixed sport interest in here, we are going three NFL teams. One Major League Baseball, because finally some baseball players are signing. Thanks a lot, Eric Hosmer. And one college football team, because signing day was just uh, this month. So because the name of this podcast is Stick to Football, I do want to mention that I'm heartbroken that Hosmer is a Padre. I understand it. I know everybody tells me it's better for the long-term health of the Royals. That doesn't make me feel better. I am not. But heard about it. Like, I don't want to pay a heart big... heard about it? Because that's where my, I'm hurting. No, like, I'm seriously not. I'm a huge Royals fan. I would argue I'm the second biggest Royals fan in this room right now. And I don't care to lose Hosmer. You don't pay him that much money when he can't even hit 20 home runs a year. Okay. So, but we'll move on because that's a rant I can have for now. And I digress. So <laughs> we're going to do... Let's do college football team first. Let's get that one out of the way. So if I were a prospect coming out of high school, where would I sign? I know this burnt orange office we're sitting in would make you think I'm going to the University of Texas, but no, I'm not because I thought that was cheating. One, also not sure how I feel about the, the coaching staff <laughs> yeah. there right now. I'm going to the University of Nebraska. I'm going to wear number 20, but we're indubitably going to be number one. Reason being, one, I love Lincoln. I, Lincoln, Nebraska is a beautiful place. Number two, I love Scott Frost. And I played receiver in high school, and I would just want to be in that offense. As a receiver? Yeah. They run the shit out of the football. I was a good blocker well, <laughs> as a receiver. Just, that's I block why. all day. You don't remember watching me play? I, I do, was, but you were like, if I'm a receiver, that's where I'm going to go. Who's the best heart. stock blocker in the Wemo back in the I, day? I'm with you on the Scott Frost love. Like, I love what he's doing as a coach. Can you imagine lining up against him on the scout team? Like, that would be great. And I, I hope that he turns it around in Lincoln because I loved him when he played at Nebraska. He did. He won a national championship at USC at USF. You know, that's yeah, not national champions. discredit that. So I like your pick. It was just very off the wall. Like if you're going to sign somewhere, you're going to Nebraska. It's not 1998, yeah. right? Grant and Wistrom. <laughs> Let's go to the middle of America where the weather's not even good. <laughs> yeah, girls aren't that hot. Oh, I beg to differ. I've been to Lincoln, and I'm going to two-thirds vote you. Those girls are hot. Yeah. <laughs> Those were. are some tall, blonde, corn-fed, corn just <laughs> heart of America, grade-A yeah. beef it was walking like, around it was Lincoln. Like better, it was like a better Iowa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. USDA prime-stamped. <laughs> Lincoln was great, by the way. So if you're a high school student listening to this, and you're trying to figure out where to go to college, I would put Lincoln pretty high on the list. I think I got actually. divorced because of a trip to Lincoln. You, oh, yes. <laughs> Like, that's not even like Wait. kidding. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's that trip was great. I, we need to go back next year. <laughs> so if you're married, also sign with Nebraska. <laughs> it works out for you in the yeah, long yeah. run. Mello, where's your school, man? Mine. Uh, we could have went real easy here with Texas. But like you said, I honestly, I don't know if I would sign with Texas. So I went with Georgia. I think they have got a great program. A lot of good, solid players. They have a freshman quarterback. Like He's going to be a sophomore, but they also brought in another freshman quarterback. They're set in a lot of different areas. But you played quarterback. Yeah, but if I'm signing somewhere, it's going to be Georgia. Okay. I didn't know this was like oh, position, was position specific. specific. Okay, it could just be at, for fun. If like, we're going position specific, I'm going to Alabama. <laughs> no, I'm not. Because they have a, a fucking quarterback. <laughs> You're going team. to Michigan. Oh, hell no. Jim Harbaugh, I don't like. I think he is As overrated. a quarterback. Where would you go? USC? Quarterback? Wyoming. Oh, there you go. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> That's a beautiful campus as well. I'm all about the campuses this week. <laughs> no, I would go to Texas if I were a quarterback. 
Watch out, Sam Ellinger. I can tell you. I'm coming sure, for you. Sure as hell not going to Oklahoma. I don't care what they're paying me. Mizzou? You could be the next Drew Locke? <laughs> yeah, I'm good there. Watching Dan pound waters tonight is real weird for me. Danny, you made a pick. early flight in the morning. You made a pick, and I have no idea why you chose this. I, I have ladies. an idea, but you're, so your girlfriend's sitting five feet from nope. you right now. She so. just left the room. Let's hurry up and get this over yeah, with. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I pick Ole Miss. I love Ole Miss. Those girls are hot. Ole Miss, obviously. Those girls in Oxford, oh, yep. man. Hotty toddy, gosh one. almighty. Oh, my God. <laughs> one and only reason. I remember the going end. on a family reunion trip to Mississippi when I was 16, and I was like, Y'all can drop me off in Oxford. Go to your little like inbred redneck family reunion. Pick me up in three days. I'm good. Yep. Oxford, Mississippi. It's because they they have the accent. They drink yep. sweet tea. They are well dressed. You put a three. girl on. They had the movie sundress. The Blind Side. Four for four. <laughs> Sandra Bullock running around there as a mom. <laughs> you are not wrong about Ole Miss, and you get paid to play there. Exactly. That's win, what I win. was going to say. Ole Miss is a good one. All right, baseball team. Um, I don't remember picking this team. I picked the Red Sox, and I don't remember why. Because uh, you're really a Red Sox fan until the Royals were good, and now that the Royals are bad, you're going to be a Red Sox fan again. Not Says accurate. the guy that was a Braves fan. Yeah, I'm still a Braves fan. Okay. I was I'm a Red a Sox fan, fan when they sucked, and then they won a World Series. I was their good luck charm. Mm, I don't believe that. Mello, two-thirds me. I didn't even hear what you said. Because I, I was, was a Red Sox fan when they sucked, <laughs> and then they won a World Series. Uh, I don't think so. Yes. I <laughs> Two thirds when did they whatever. suck? Before I'm they won a World Series. Mitch is backing me up. Thank you. Nope. You're on their side. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you guys. Okay. Fourth vote. <laughs> I remember why I picked the Red Sox now because the history and the culture of the baseball team. And I think Massachusetts is beautiful. Carry on. <laughs> Take that apple picking days or whatever you're going to do. Uh, I, put, brunch. I put two teams down, but one city. Okay. <laughs> Because for some reason, my dumb brain went to position specific for baseball. <laughs> but <laughs> so, not football. Yeah. If I am a pitcher, I'm signing with the Angels. Because I don't want to have to go against fucking Mike Trout ever. Unless I'm in, you know, whatever. I remember Mike Trout coming up on an earlier episode. Never told me I was stupid for wanting to be him. So. No, he's the best baseball player in the league right now. Thank you. Right now. Yeah, and he's going to be for like 10 more years, no, too. <laughs> or 15. Time. That was Matt's talk the other day. Go ahead. Sorry. Definitely not all time. Yeah. I didn't say that. So if I'm at the 30 million a year. <laughs> if I'm a pitcher, I'm going to the Angels. They actually have some good things going on. Uh, they just signed the guy out of Japan who hit a ball like 250 feet today, and he's a pitcher. So I like what they have going on. I also, if I am a position player, I'm going to sign with the Dodgers because I do not want to have to go up against Clayton Kershaw because he is probably one of the best pitchers I've ever seen. I didn't know we were allowed to write down two people or two teams. It's one town. (laughs) I'm picking the Rockies because I'm going to smash some home runs. (laughs) Oh, oh, wait. (laughs) Definitely not Did I read that wrong? (laughs) Maybe maybe do some snowboarding, some skiing, you know, those... You want to hit home runs. Okay. I want to hit home runs. That yeah. would be my reason. I, I'm going to a place where it's easy to hit because I cannot pitch. All right. <laughs> let's do our NFL teams three. We'll do all three at the same time. Okay. My NFL teams I picked San Francisco 49ers, obviously, because I would get to hang out with Jimmy G. And that's your number one. That's my number one because that it was my favorite team growing up. Um, probably still. like When you have this job, you become a little detached, but I still. It's still your favorite. It still is my favorite team. Number two, the Seattle Seahawks. Because I want to smoke a lot of home runs like Dan. <laughs> no, I love. <laughs> I actually love Seattle. Like it's a. I was up there last summer. It's a beautiful city. It definitely fits like my personality. It's very laid back. Number three, Tennessee Titans. No state income tax in Tennessee, which is important. I could go hang out in Nashville all the time and listen to music. And I like Nashville is probably my third favorite city in the U.S. behind Austin and San Francisco. Yeah, I'm with you. I'd say it's like my second favorite. And I haven't been to Austin in a really long time, so it's actually probably my favorite. The one that I didn't understand for you was Seattle. Like, I just but, love the city of Seattle. I mean, it's cost a fuck ton to live there, thanks Amazon and gentrification. But well, if you're in the NFL, who gives a shit? Exactly. You got money on money. And um, you have Nike and Microsoft right there, so you get your Surface tablet, all your Nike gear, free. And it rains every day. That's a myth. <laughs> Well, obviously, it doesn't rain every day. Yeah. All right, Mello, three through one. For me, I'm going with quality of team on my first one. Number three for me is the Eagles. They're returning like everything. They've got Wentz. He will get healthy. He's coming back. 
why not sign with the Super Bowl champion? Number two is a team that I've loved for pretty much my whole life. It's like the first favorite team that I ever had. The Dallas Cowboys. Why not go play in Texas and be just a football god down there? And Jerry takes such good care of you. Right, and they've already got a good young quarterback. They've got a good young running back. Sign with the Cowboys. Number one team for me, and I think if we were going to decide that I have a favorite team, it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. I would love to sign there, go eat all the barbecue you want, watch baseball, hang out in that tailgate because I had the time of my life (laughs) when we tailgated. You all know, do you know that they, they bring the barbecue in after the game from like Q39 and like that's the post game spread for the Chiefs players? Yeah, like boom, number one, Chiefs. I don't see why anybody else would go anywhere else. He has a great point. I might want to change mine because I could go to Boulevard all the time. I go to Q39. I go to Joe's. Family's still close. His family's close. That's God. important to you. Damn it, Mello's right. <laughs> Although that tax in Johnson County is a bitch. Just live on the Kansas side. That is on the Kansas Overland side. Park. That's exactly where that is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not listening to what you're saying, I guess. <laughs> I don't, you don't understand the words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> you I thought you said St. Joe. <laughs> no, Johnson County. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops, it is. Carry on. <laughs> Danny. Okay. My number three. Uh, is the Dolphins because I I would just want to live in Miami. I don't care about football. I would just party all the time. You don't strike me as a Miami I know, that's guy. Like, of of <laughs> weather, everyone on weather. this show who would want to party no, in hate, South Beach. I, no, not really the party, just the you weather. You said you want to party all the time. Well, you were the least yeah, you'd be like last person, person I would pick to everyone live in, Miami. in this room. <laughs> I hate cold weather. So, okay, there you go. That I, one makes sense. And I didn't really want to team. play in Arizona because there's not a lot to do there. It's dry heat. And my number two, the Rams, a warm weather. And I got a nice young up-and-coming quarterback because I would obviously be a receiver. Yep. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. You'd have to compete with Cooper Cup. Yep. We would dominate. <laughs> hey, I'm not, I don't need to be a number one. You'd be like and a number McCaffrey. one. Obviously, it's the Falcons. Have Matty Ice thrown to me. I was going to pick the Patriots since I am a wide receiver, but Brady's going to have to retire at some point. I, I had the Patriots up there because I'm a, I was a short White wide receiver, but there's kind of a log jam at that spot for them. <laughs> so it's like, well, I'm off that right now. Those are good teams. Everyone should open their Apple Podcast app and they can leave a review with their five teams they would sign with one baseball, one college football, three NFL. You can even tell us why if you would like, but we definitely want to know where you guys would sign. Or you can just let us know why we're stupid for signing with our favorite teams like Dan and I or uh, Mello, who somehow likes the Chiefs and the Cowboys. If we did college basketball, I would sign with Duke. Obviously. <laughs> if we did college basketball, I would uh, switch to a different sport. <laughs> I would play college baseball and sign with Texas. All right. The way we finish this show every Friday, we like to play a little game called Just the Tip. It's not a game. This is serious shit, though, because Mello, Dr. Mello, Mello Esquire, is fixing people's lives. People weekly. helping people. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. We're going to help some people. You send in your questions. You hashtag them Just the Tip. I've blocked some media on that hashtag, by the way, so don't look at it at work or around your children because there's some stuff in there you don't want to see. Um, but you send that hashtag. We see your questions. And Mello. Sometimes we see more than that. Yeah, sometimes we see more than the tip. Uh, so let's let's jump into it. we got a lot of questions this week. A lot of fun. A lot of, I, I'm ready to help. We did. People. Let's just get to it. First one here from this weird fucker. <laughs> Twitter username, Pete underscore the perv. This guy's probably got some issues if you're going with Pete underscore the perv. And it sounds like he's maybe a little bit creepy anyway. His his just a tip. Matched with a girl on Bumble. At least it wasn't Tinder. She hasn't contacted me back and our 24 hours is about to expire. If you don't know about Bumble, the lady has 24 hours to contact you or it just expires. And I think it's gone forever. But Pete the Perv is in luck. She has a link to her Instagram on her profile. Should I add her on Instagram? Pete, buddy, (laughs) take the hint. If she doesn't want to talk to you on Bumble, she probably doesn't want to talk to you on Instagram. But she matched with him first. So she obviously was interested. You know, maybe her friend had the phone and was swiping. (laughs) There's an accidental swipe. That happens too. Not accidental, just on purpose. Or it could go either way. Or do you know how many times I've been drunk and then woke up and been like, oh, I have a new match. What the fuck was I thinking? Uh, here's the thing. I think I do feel like people put their like social media in there for a reason, though. 
like they want you to like look at them on that account. And I see, I feel like it's more like, hey, look at my pictures and then you can like me. Maybe it's not. So what should what should old PD do? Like the Instagram, don't like the Instagram. Let it go. I say let it ride. Like you don't don't mess with the Instagram stuff. I don't know if there's a way to what dig number yourself of out hot of does hole. she have to be for you to say like the Instagram? I don't know if there's a Above number a for me. Seven. I mean, she had the chance to talk to you. Unless yeah. she got like meningitis or yeah. something and was in the hospital, then it's 2018 people don't do that. That's <laughs> true. It's an old disease. People don't get that. Yeah, unless you got the plague. All right. Our our buddy Richard Royal, who sends in great ones every week, I, he sent a picture with yeah. it just the tip. Ooh, that sounded weird. He sent a picture to go along with his question yeah. this week. Thanks. Toddler now currently, I have to, yeah. yeah. Picture this. Toddler currently has a half pound shit in her pants, but is waiting until mom gets home in quotations. It's about a 30 minute wait. Is it worth pretending this just happened? Yes. I've so, done it. Yeah. I think we probably all three have been there before where yeah. it's like, man, yeah, she did shit her pants. Can I wait? The only question there is the 30 minute window. 30 like that, minutes is a long time. That's a long time. If it's 15 minutes, you're like, yeah, go play in your room. Okay. Mom's almost here. She can take care of that. I, I think there are a lot of questions. It's like a stat. We need context. How do you guys do the trade-off thing where it's, oh, I changed the last one. This one's your turn. Or are you a stay-at-home dad and you do this all day? And guess what? At 5 o'clock, it's mommy's turn. I, I think there's we need more to the story here. 30 minutes is a long time to let your kid run around with shit in their pants, I mean, though. Moms aren't dumb. They're going to know that that kid did not just shit their pants as they walked when in it's the like door. dried and like matted. To their ass. <laughs> yeah, they've sat in it. they know that you've waited 30 minutes. Did he say how old the, he said toddler? I mean, she's a toddler. She's probably like maybe two. I think what you do here, Richard, is you send the text to your wife and be like, oh, or, you know, maybe you're going to be home a little early. No. <laughs> There's like Dan said, they're too smart. They'll turn that around on like, you. Quickly. Oh, I, you know, I'm cooking you dinner. It's almost ready. Are you I would rather change a shitty diaper than cook dinner. <laughs> uh, when I was married, I would have rather changed my son's shitty diaper than deal with my wife. Every every, every day, one hundred percent. I'm just gonna be honest. Shitty diaper. The kids only day. produce a little bit of shit. Your yeah. ex-wife produces a whole lot of hours shit. Hours and hours. Well, that's and a just hours a tip you can live by. <laughs> <laughs> you want to read the next one? Uh, yeah, Resident Panther. Ooh, this one kind of tugs at the old heartstrings. Got a little serious on us this week. I work 40 hours a week. My wife is in her last semester of law school. Nice, Esquire. <laughs> and I'm also taking a full course load to get my degree. How do you balance a crazy workload to get more time for yourself and with your spouse? I have a great... Uh, here's the thing, man. One, awesome job, both of you for having your shit together and working hard and making sacrifices. Two, you're not going to get the four-hour date night. You're not going to do Italian food and drinks and the whole deal. What you have to do is make those 15 minutes you get together special. Like when you do get that time, you have to make her feel like she's the most amazing person in the world. You just got to like super speed it. You just got to speed date it, you know, where it's like, boom, here are the flowers. Dinner's already ready. Here's the wine. Like, and you're getting a massage. <laughs> and when you have sex, make it really fast. Yeah. yeah. So like that. Too. Yeah. 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 Girl. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You just got to you gotta go quick. Boom, boom, boom. I like that one. That's a tough situation. It's one that I've been in, but I'm not going to give you my advice because I obviously failed at it. I worked a job where I was working like 60 hours a week, trying to finish up going to school, had two kids, never got to see them, didn't get to see my wife at the time. And uh, it all went bad for me. But if it goes bad for you, Life's looking up for me now. <laughs> I got a pretty good thing going on. Not going to lie. It's pretty yeah, good. But that's admirable, man, because, like, it is hard. You know, we have all paid our dues to get where we are. You know, you sacrificed family time for school. Um, you know, I sacrificed family time to travel. It, Dan is about to hit the road for a week to travel. It's tough. I think you just have to to be serious because we we shit on marriage a lot because we've, you know, we're 0 for 4. Um, so we we do joke about it. But. Like you got to make the most of it. Solve that problem. Right. Andrew Highsmith. This dude sends great questions every week. We love this guy. And Andrew's going through some shit himself too. Yeah. Well, so many serious questions this week, guys. We're actually not good at this. Um, this girl who is my ex has recently come back into my life and tried to get with me. Congratulations. Oh, second half of the question. But she got pregnant before me and then cheated on me and had another kid. How do I deal with this shit? Wait, you she don't. Did she have the kid like with the dude she cheated it's on? It's not his kid. So I don't she think. had a kid before they met. 
Then she cheated on him and had another kid. He doesn't say if it was the... uh, Dude, this girl's trash. Stay far away. Yeah. She a hoe. Stay away. (laughs) Okay. Like Cole said earlier, dude, walk away from that. Do whatever you have to do. Block her number. Delete her off social media. You can do better, man. Oh, everyone could. Yeah, like, no, man. There's no... And if you're sticky, you're obviously high-quality guy. I have a great taste, like a hard line in the sand for me. Like my Mendoza line is like, you do not put up with cheaters. Like, don't do it. Like, no. Like if somebody's going to do that to you, (laughs) if somebody's, if somebody's going to make that decision, they're going to reject you. (laughs) Fuck them out. Yeah. In the whole like cheated and then got pregnant and then comes back to your life. Like did this, is this girl from Lamar, Missouri? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Andrew, buddy, you come to Joplin for a week. We'll buy your beer. We'll buy your meals. Just come hang out with us. Hey, you whoa, need to get whoa, away whoa, from this whoa, girl. Whoa. No, I mean, don't I'm go good. That far. I got him. Come to Joplin <laughs> okay. for a week, man. You can crash on Mellow's futon or whatever he has at his house. You know, I have a guest That's bedroom. Bed. I was, <laughs> never mind. I have a guest bedroom. You could come, come hang, hang out. out with Matt for one day. We'll buffer that situation. Okay. We'll vet you. And uh, if you're cool, yeah, you can hang out with me and Dan. The Adam Heisler situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our Thomas off 34, another great listener. Your favorite cheesy pickup line that has actually worked. And I have one that is so bad and worked. It's not quite let me show you my scar, Dan, from last week. Nor is it ketchup from last week. Well, now I have nothing to say. Yeah. Uh, Mello's taking a drink, so... Um, I'm not going to, not going to timestamp this one, but we were at an event and it was cold and there was a lot of drinking and we got in line for said event and, a, a an attractive young lady was wearing some bib overalls. Okay. I was like, why the fuck can't we say the event? But we're just not. Okay. All right. So I walked up to this young lady and I said, I've, n- and I was also in overalls and I said, I've never seen someone look so good in a pair of overalls. Who wears overalls? Boom. Me and her <laughs> at this specific event yes and yeah how do you like them apples got her number so yeah it worked so one more time run that back for me because i was writing okay so we were at an event and it was cold outside a lot of people were drinking we were in line i was drunk wearing overalls Uh she was wearing overalls i walk up and say i've never seen someone look so good in a pair of bibs boom worked i don't think that counts as a cheesy you look good in bibs isn't cheesy no, you can go way cheesy. It was ballsy, though. Okay. Well, right. Okay. What's yours then, Mr. Oh. Mr. Man? Cheesy pickup lines that have actually worked. Uh, my favorite one to go to, you walk up to a lady, you say, hey, would you settle a bet between my friend and I? Uh, what is this shirt made out of? When old lady feels the shirt, she'll probably say, like, oh, it's cotton. And you say, no, it's actually stepdad material. Nice to meet you. <laughs> That's actually worked. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah. Mellow's slaying out here in Joplin. Yeah, 99% of the time it works. 66% of the time. Yeah. Damn. Uh, another one, though. Oh, I got two. Mello's got, I got two. two. My bad. Because uh, I've also thrown mine. this one out there at an event. It was a Royals game. And we are standing in line to get in. Everybody's scanning their tickets. And I'm looking on the ground, and I see this key just laying there. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I pick up the key. I look up and I see an attractive girl. The first thing that came to my mind was, did you lose this key? And she looks at me like I'm an idiot. And I say, uh, she says, sorry, um, no, I didn't. And I said, oh, well, that's too bad because it's the key to my heart. Oh and I my thought God. it belonged to you. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so we, we mentioned earlier we have a crowd tonight and our buddy Mitch wrote on the board a question. Did your cheesy line work on the blind girl you hit on at the bar a couple months ago? That blind girl thing was a mind fuck <laughs> that I still don't know if I hammered out correctly or not. I think you didn't. Let's take you back, though. We'll go into story time. We didn't time. know that she was we were impaired. S- we were sitting in the restaurant area, and we saw an attractive girl sitting at the bar. Alone. Okay, alone. Um, she looked like maybe she was a little bit weird, a little different. She was like talking to her phone hindsight, ugh, bad word, but you could tell what was going on. So I go up hind cane. <laughs> <laughs> I go up and start talking to her. She's attractive. She's funny. But then I also realized she's not making any eye contact with me. She's barely even looking at my face about 
two minutes into our conversation, maybe five minutes, I realized she is completely blind. Well, she could see her phone, not completely. She was doing voice text. Oh, never mind. So I didn't know what to do. Am I a jerk if I stay there and I hook up with a blind girl? Or does it make me a jerk if I leave and I'm like, nope, she's blind. I didn't know what to do. So I stayed for like another fucking 20 minutes and then I left alone. I didn't <laughs> we know thought what Mello to do. had a girlfriend what happened at the end of this. Okay. She was great, but Moving still. On. She had fun. a husband, right? Turns out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that's how the story ended. Okay. At Lewis V837. A couple I know just split up and she's gone into full social media meltdown. He's dipping into young blondes. Am I bad for finding it all hilarious? No, you're not. <laughs> yeah. You're not. Uh, no, I don't think so either. Root for chaos. Dude, like I'm a teacher as my full-time job, and I've told these guys this before. If there's a student that's like getting his ass reamed in the hallway or something, I don't know why. It could even be like your son. If he's getting in trouble, I don't know what it is about myself. I cannot help but laugh. And it is like hysterical laughter. If there's a kid getting in trouble, my ass is laughing about it. So if your dude breaks up, his girl goes crazy online, I would laugh about it too. As a matter of fact, DM me what's going on. I want to see this, this happen to a friend kind of recently. And yeah, I, I thought that's who you were talking no, about. No, it wasn't him. No, it was it actually really a different wasn't. guy. Yeah. If he's listening, he's going to be laughing listening to this. It's funny, but uncomfortable. Like as long as it doesn't like affect your business or like Mello's a teacher. If, if some girl's going off about like, you know, something that would affect his career, that's very different. And but he'll get it through it, like, but for now, laugh at it. Have fun with it. It's not your situation. Life's it too serious anyway. All right. At Headley AC, me and some friends are going to make a sports podcast for our school and a separate one for sports at the high school, college, and professional level that's like your Friday show. What should we plan for each show? Nothing. <laughs> I actually spent hours planning this show. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, too. <laughs> Get you a guy who will plan the whole thing and let you show up oh, and drink. Oh, no, I do a lot of work, too. You so do what as well. I was going to say is, like, it is actually a lot more work than you think. It's not just show up, be funny, talk football. You have to know what you're talking about. You have to do a little bit of research. I'll tell you one thing. I don't give a shit what the Redskins did this week or this offseason, but I had to look into it this week. Yeah. That's a shitty day but I had to do it because you guys like it. So in turn, I had to do it to please you. I think the most important guy thing is figuring out what role every person plays. You know, on, on the Friday show especially, I become almost more of a moderator at times. And on the Wednesday show, it's Connor and I just talking ball, you know, just almost straight football the whole time. The Friday show is looser. You know, you guys like to, like, we like to make you laugh. We like to have fun. It's... It's not scripted, but it's thought out. Like it takes a level of creativity to figure out what we're going to talk about. But I, I think the most important thing, whether you want to be a radio guy or a podcast guy or a writer, and, and I've told, I think everyone in this room this before is finding your voice. Just who are you? You can't be fake because it'll show up. You just got to be, you got to find what in your personality works and go with it. For me, it's always been like, I'm just the relatable guy that people want to hang out with and talk football. And that's really what the Friday show is. So that's what you got to figure out. For me, is I just cough all the time. You're coffee tonight. I'm not going to. I'm coffee black like I'm semi-pro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that might help him. I think this weather's getting to you a little bit. It is. Still coming off that sickness from last week. But yeah. Sorry about We're that. We're glad you're back. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Mello. Did you did you enjoy the uh, Dan stories last week? I, I loved them. Yeah. D- was there any that you wanted to add? Yeah. Did we miss anything? Nope. You guys got it. You covered, <laughs> okay. you covered my The only thing we didn't talk about was how many times you've run out of gas and texted me. That was the only thing that when I was listening back, I was like, I should have gone with how many like, times I've taken Dan gas. Like the one time I was at your house and I made it a block. Yeah. And then <laughs> and uh, I had dude, to call Mello to come get me. There was another time you just got a new car and you like came over to show it off and you're like, hey, do you want to drive it? I think I was like 16 years old. We made it four blocks before that fucker <laughs> ran out of gas. It was a brand new car. Yeah. All right, last one for the week. Our, our boy, Ant the Oreo. Has anyone tried those bowl and branch sheets yet? I'm going to try them tonight. There you go. They're great. <laughs> They're soft. I love them. You should check them out, too. You really get a good product for your price, if I'm going to be real. I'm staying at Matt's house tonight because I have an early flight, and so I'm going to try those sheets out. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't buy those sheets because the product. I brought them. 
for that dude's voice. Like his voice is amazing. He sold me on it. I wish I could buy his voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But that's our show for the week. Mellow's done. You can you can hear his voice. He's done. But if you want to meet Mellow, and if you want to meet Connor, and if you want to put up with me, you can do so in Indianapolis, March third, six thirty at Two Deep Brewing Co. We're gonna be hanging out doing the podcast, uh, kind of like a combine review slash preview because it's kind of in the middle of it. We're hanging out, drinking beer, um, giving away some stuff. We have some stuff to give away. Koozies, stickers. I have some Madden backpacks we're going to give away. Or maybe, maybe if you just want to show up and yell at Matt for 30 minutes. People that do has that. happened before, actually. You are not allowed to do that. Uh, so next week, um, TBD on what next week's Stick to Football Friday will sound like. It might be me in Indianapolis, you guys here. Mellow flies to Indianapolis on Friday. Oh, well, Dan's out of town, so there will no. be no Dan. You're I'll off next week. Back. No, I'm back. You're, you're back? I was going to give you a week of vacation. No. You want vacation? Are you trying to kick me you off on the show already? You're supposed to vacation? Dan's on vacation next week. Wow. No. <laughs> we'll figure out next week. We'll let you guys know the best way to never miss a podcast, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Five-star review. That gives you a handshake. You meet me in person and say, Matt, I gave your podcast a five-star review. I'm giving you a handshake. Maybe a hug. Maybe both. Don't let Dan do it. He'll mess up the handshake. That's our show for this week. For Mello, for Dan, for the whole crowd listening to us here in the BR Joplin office. Thanks for hanging out with us.